Good evening. We are here live. This is the Black Republican, Black Democrat show. I'm your co-host, Patwin Lawrence. And I'm Jamar Nelson. And Jamar. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Duct tape master. <laughs> wow. Okay. He was in here Negro rigging some stuff. Yes. <laughs> Trying to get things ready for the show, folks. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. So it's a nice day. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's yeah. really nice. It's like uh, what... Uh, 60 something 65 70 degrees no no it's yes, like, it is. 60 60 I, I was looking at the at the uh weather channel that's now black owned oh yes, yes. byron allen owns byron allen. that's true so no then there won't be no lies then. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no the weather will just be behind oh okay okay, okay. i get it no but it's already be in cp time right <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's right. But no, no, that's good. You know, he's been trying. He, you know, he put some lawsuits through um, a number of years ago because he's always been wanting to, you know, get his own channel. And, um, you know, but a lot of people didn't come out and support. And he found that, you know, even though he's a billionaire and he's, you know, a major leader out in um, in Hollywood, that, um, you know, for African-Americans to kind of break in there, it's it's almost impossible. And so it's only going to take like lawsuits and, and, you know, challenges to challenge the system out there um, for us to break through to get our own station. Um, so and, you know, and unfortunately, you know, Bill Clinton, he was a part of that actually back in, with the Telecom Act back. And I believe it was 96 where, you know, there used to be all of these, you know, local uh, radio stations. I remember as a kid listening to them, you know, with my parents um, <laughs> and I'm just chuckling because, you know, like my grandparents and my aunts, when they get together, there was like this morbid fascination with reading like the obituaries. I don't know if that was like in your family. Well, like on Sunday you morning, wanted to make sure it wasn't you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but it was always seems to be a morbid time. And then like on Sundays, like this funeral home would read out, you know, the obituaries of these people and they would be listening. And, and uh, anyway, it just, yeah. But there used to be all these black stations um, because I, I believe with that telecom act, it made it to where now you have all of the, you know, these conglomerates that own different stations right, now yeah. where before you can only own a certain amount. And so mom and pops were able to thrive. Um, but unfortunately, that's not, you know, um, happening now. And Byron Allen was trying to, you know, get at that, you know, some years ago and he wasn't successful. Um, but he finally got a, the Weather Channel. And um, I hope, you know, good things from there and then other opportunities can come, um, you know, from that. So, well, we'll see. But that segues way into our big though. news, though. Yeah. 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 But that segues way into our big news about Bill Cosby, because, you know, some yeah. people are saying, you know, he was trying to buy a station and that's when all of these troubles um, started now. I don't know if that's true or not. It was NBC, NBC, was, yeah. Some yeah. some of the NBC yeah. uh, sister stations and things of that nature. But well, I look. saw a meme about that. About Prince tried it, and then also Michael Jackson was trying it. With another, they had like three different channels, so they're saying they're trying to say, "Oh, look at what, what happens." Yeah. No, so no. I don't think. Yeah, and listen, I, 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 as a black man, I do. I, I I feel bad because I look at how some of these, how some of his white counterparts have not been tried and convicted. Mm -hmm. for their mm -hmm. uh rape scandals and things of that nature. Yeah. So uh I, I what it, it ticks me off yeah. that that has happened. And yeah. um uh I think I still don't want to justify for his behavior though. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not in this trial. That she because mm-hmm. apparently it was. It did sound consensual. I don't think he should have been convicted in this trial because mm-hmm. apparently she kept. She called him several times after they had these sexual encounters. Yeah. She knew that he was giving her these quaaludes yeah. or these different types of sleeping mm-hmm. drugs. She asked for them in text messages yeah. or, and things like that. So I don't see how yeah. a jury convicted him of that. Well, but what ticks me off yeah. is how he did it to other women. I yes. will not justify for his behavior towards other women, which plainly was rape and sexual assault and that's what Donald well, Trump well that's why they were well that's why they were trying that's why they were trying to get him they 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 did an OJ you know yes, lot of basically yes. you know um you know kind of what happened to OJ but you know I, I I put the blame on Bill Cosby um it's not about looking at well how the others are being treated you know he should know as an African American and know the history in this country that he should not have been engaging in those types of things the way that he was doing it um, and then plus, you know, I, I really feel sorry. The person I do feel sorry for is for Camille. Yeah. Like, she's a beautiful black woman. You know, yeah. she reminds me of, like, you know, grandma and, and aunts and, you know, people that we know. And, you know, I just feel like, you know, he should not be putting um, her and her and his kids, their kids, you know, in, uh, you know, in this position, you know, uh, you know, uh, basically destroying their family name. And that's, you know, and I remember as a kid, whenever I would go out and would be going somewhere or going to school or whatever, I, my dad would say, remember, you're a Lawrence. Remember, you know, <laughs> yeah. how to behave. They would always stress that because what they were saying is that you as you, yes, you're an individual, but you're part of a collective and you represent the family wherever you go. And Absolutely. so I, and so really, it, it, I, I put the blame on Bill Cosby. He's the one, even if he thought he was all powerful and he could do the same thing other people do, you know, we you know, white folks. Well, well, yes. Yeah. Well, but, you know, white man, yeah, but well, you know, as our parents told, you know, I, my parents had this conversation with me, my dad over numerous drives and going places together. You know, we had that, you know, man, the son talk all yep, the time, yep. you know, uh, which I hated as a kid. <laughs> but now I enjoy it. I, I like I really, you know, um, but. You know, he, one of the things he said is that just because other people are doing these things doesn't mean you can do them. Well, because we're looked at differently. We're held to a True. different standard. And True. so let me and get this number out real quick. 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855 is a call-in number. Uh, Pat, I think that seriously, um, when you look at, first of all, we we got uh, a ton of things that we can go be oh, yeah. going into, right? Oh, yeah. And, we can go to the next topic. And, and, and include, yeah. no, I, I, what, what I just want to say then and, and in closing <laughs> that, um, um, I hope that now mm-hmm. his white counterparts are held to the same damn standards. We know that there won't I think they be, will. but I think now no, it's I time for black America to put pressure. Yes. And, and the way you apply yes. pressure is now by, uh, hitting these sponsors yes. of these guys, of these yes. big wig white guys that are doing I the agree. same thing that Bill Cosby do. Let's attack their sponsorship like they did Laura Ingram mm-hmm. and get rid of these guys that yeah. have done the same thing that Bill Cosby do. Let's call a spade a spade. I, so, I agree. Now, do we, do we talk Trump? Sure. I mean, we got a few minutes here. Do sure. We talk Trump. Yeah. Oh he's. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been doing a. You know, he did a really good job this week in terms of you know getting really? North with North Korea. He was he the guy behind that. that. Stop that. Oh, you know whatever. what kills me? This is what whatever. kills me. This is, this is this is what kills me. First of all, we know that. What do we know? We know that Kim Jong Un. Yes. Um. It's not an uh, it's not an uh, ignorant man. We oh. know that right now he's practicing with great he has great public relations people around him. He went to Le Rose, uh, uh, one so, of the top so, schools in the world. He's no school. idiot. He he's knows. also smart enough to know that as soon as Gaddafi mm-hmm. got rid of his nukes, he became a dead man soon after. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those type of Democrats that don't that that's not rooting for the peace. I don't yeah. care who it's on the record. Okay, it's on President Obama good. or or, or the, this orange dude. It doesn't yeah. matter to me, okay? <laughs> because peace is peace. Yeah. But what kills me is how this dude is 
never humble. Because let's be real. Humble? What are you talking about? Has humble. he taken credit for the... Yes, he has. Stop playing. Did he yes, he has. Did he tweet out saying it was all me? He actually said congratulations to the the you know president oh, of China because they and all he, were he gave t- and, and Pompeo he North, gave Pompeo yes, and oh, him too yes, yes. but yes. who did he take credit for hiring Pompeo well, Pompeo is man did. okay yeah, so no what's Let's, wrong with that President Obama put this is put this stuff in action oh yes he did whatever. see here's the thing the difference is my man had class and Democrats. <laughs> He exemplified but, class, but, and so we, but, but Democrats, we don't believe in going around punking people. You know, okay. and who you know, sure, what I'm sure. we don't go around punking people. Yeah. We don't believe that unless it's necessary. And that's uh-huh. what my dad did too. Sure. You don't punk a guy unless you really, okay, sure. unless you really finna come down on him, right? Sure. You don't pull your pistol to you. So baby. you're not giving Trump credit, but but you know, I'm giving the process of all. I'm giving the process credit, okay. but I'm not necessarily giving Trump credit because when Bush wanted to do this, when 43 wanted to do this, the Republicans were all over him. Mm-hmm. Okay, when President Obama said that he wanted to talk with different leaders mm-hmm. um with pre with uh without preconceived notions you guys called him weak and vectless mm-hmm. and so now that he but and, and it was some of the sanctions that he applied to mm-hmm. north korea north korea north korea it was some of the sanctions yeah. that president obama applied that mm-hmm. brought kim john il to the to the table whatever it is no i don't trump care and trump having conversations with the president of china well, as well, okay. and china also being influential in, yes. and not sending you know needed aid to uh, north korea like they have been doing sanctions so so, sanctions, so sanctions matter. Awards for all to go around, and I think okay. all four of them should win the Nobel Prize. What? Yes, I think you know Kim Jong Un, the the president of South Korea, the uh, president of China, and Trump. The four of them should please. win. They should win the Nobel they- Prize. Because they actually did something, unlike Obama, who didn't do oh, yeah. See, to get his go. prize. We don't got enough time to go into how my <laughs> tell president. Me, tell me, why did Obama? How, why did he win that prize? What did he do? Well, because he's a peaceful brute. <laughs> Okay, he's a listen. I don't know why half anybody ring, wins a Nobel Peace a Nobel well, Peace Prize. Let's be honest. When they actually get things done like this, no, he, Trump. What you? I wish this was uh, serious radio because I almost lost my job here. <laughs> I almost lost my job. He has okay. done nothing but punk. Oh. Uh, 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 the president of China and Kim Jong Il, he won't bark. So, look, we got plenty more, especially yeah, with our guests on the other side of the break. We can try to finish this. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities New Talk and Twin Cities New Talk dot com. Welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat. Oh, watch out now. <laughs> oh. I, Edward, I, bought the, I play this for you. All of the cuts today, I play for you because I know you can recognize every artist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Pat, when do you want to take a stab at it? I don't know. Who do you think it is? It's a reverend. He got burned with some hot grits back in 1974. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds rough, man. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. I exactly. <laughs> Welcome back, Black, Republic, Black Republican, Black Democrat. I can't even speak right now. Tomato, tomato. Annunciate. Annunciate, that's right. <laughs> Welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Pat Wynn Lawrence. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. 651-989-5855. Let's take this phone call while we bring in our guest from Don. Don, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. You know, I heard you guys start talking about uh, Barack Obama should get credit for the Syria detente. I mean, like the North Korea, South Korea detente. That's like giving... Al Gore credit for inventing the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I think maybe 
Barack Obama might have thought about starting this thing. If, if Hillary Clinton had been president now, mm-hmm. none, we wouldn't even be discussing this thing here. That's not true. She was extremely yeah. hawkish. She was yeah, extremely yes. hawkish. And, yeah. So she probably could have punked him to the, to the no, table, she too. She would have blew them up. Yeah. We don't know and that, but she was That's the hawkish. challenge I have with this thing, because if Trump ends up getting Nobel Peace Prize for this, they, they'll probably rather give it to Kim Jong, uh, Rocket Man, rather than Trump. If they give it to Trump... All of the people in the Nobel Peace Prize Committee are going to be going to put to, in Guantanamo Bay. That's what's going to happen to these people. <laughs> They're going to treat them as a bunch of crazies because Trump's never going to get it, even if he deserved it. He doesn't deserve it, but I mean, you know. Uh, well, listen, I, I said I'll give credit to the process, and when it the if process it that does, he was a part of, and President Obama, uh, which is like black unemployment. Let's talk well, about. Well, he that already too. got his oh, medal, please. so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for yeah, the call. I think. Thanks for the call, All right, Don. thanks, Don. And Let's take one more call from Mike. Mike. Yeah. Mike, what's up? Yeah. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, it's you know I guess it's typical that uh, and I think your first caller probably stole my thunder on this, but if this was Barack Obama pulling this deal, there'd be parades in the street and all kinds of allocates. But this is just typical. oh, like there was when he killed Bin Laden, right? The credit he got from Republicans behind that. Or saving the economy. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do I get to make my point? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, my show. Go ahead, though. So, apparently, we can't give the guy credit. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. You hate and despise Donald Trump. I don't hate anyone, homie. There's a news broadcast on CNN where you just hate and despise that person. You do everything in your power to destroy him. Uh Uh-huh. You won't even give him a chance. Uh Uh-huh. And actually, CNN is actually so saying should, about the... the so, Nobel let me ask you a question. Trump, so. And I suppose now you love Kanye West, too, right? Kanye's his own man. He you, can form his own opinion. Oh, so Absolutely. did you feel the same way when, when, when nine or ten years ago he was on national TV saying that George Bush didn't like black folks? Did you say then, Kanye is his own man? Did you say that then? What? Oh, okay, you probably did. So let me ask you another question before I hang up on So We're going to look at people... Why don't we have a common standard of behavior and principles that we're going to judge somebody or critique someone? Well, when are y'all going to start applying it to Donald Trump, homie? Listen, don't listen. Look at what I want you to do is when you call here, call here and keep it real. Number one is when are you going to apply the same standard? Hell, y'all got mad at President Obama for wearing a tan suit. Y'all, y- y- y'all chastised the man cool, for wearing a tan <laughs> suit like he was. I mean, give me a break. Now you're applying the same standard to this dude that you did to President Obama. And what then I want you to tell me something. That's a, a simple Google search will help you. Tell me that President Obama did not apply sanctions to North Korea. Well, and you can't give him credit for that. And sir, don't you presume to lump me in? With a whole other group of people. You're doing it with me, so what's the difference? Why can't I do it with you? You show me on the left of MSNBC or any of the left broadcasters, Joe Scarborough, Joy Reid, any of those. You point out where any of them have given Donald Trump for just this Korea deal. I think you should, what you should do is Ali, Ali Vesher has a, uh, a TV. He has a program on MSNBC, mm-hmm. and he's given Donald Trump credit. Actually, he oh. keeps him quite real about the facts and numbers. So he does. See, see, here's the difference. I, I don't want. Are you going to let credit for Fast and Furious? 
Oh, where did Fast and Furious start at, Mike? Mike, listen, listen, Mike. Okay, I'm hang up on you. Thank you. Because <laughs> you can't call here and then filibuster to me on my show and then not keep it real. Fast and Furious. I when people start pulling that out of their their arenas, I wonder. Well, where did it start? Where did Fast and, and Furious start, start? started under the bushes. Okay, let's keep it real. But it was continued it, it by Obama and... and uh, all I want to say again... is Attorney General. All I say again is, tell me where it started. Tell me where it started at. But if it's wrong, it should be ended. Well, and why, didn't why do y'all care when it's wrong? Y'all love it when the Republican is doing it. But then when the Democrat does it, it's, <laughs> I'll be damned. You see what he's doing? You see okay. what he's doing? Please. Yeah. Okay. All right. Those are some good yeah. calls. So now we're going to introduce our guests. So we have today with us Edward McDonald, former hello, uh, executive hello. director of the Council on Black Minnesotans. And I was the board chair when, uh, you know, he was there. We brought him on board and um, he really helped turn things around with the council and, and, and did a fantastic job. And so we're going to, uh, you know, talk a little bit, you know, kind of get his viewpoint on some a couple things that he wants the community to be aware of. Um, and uh, and just kind of see, you know, moving forward, how we should be engaging with, you know, our elected officials, especially during election time, what questions we should be asking. Um, and then he has a couple points that, you know, are really critical that needs to get out there uh, for moving our community forward. So, Edward, where do you want to start? Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you all. This is... Um Man, fast and furious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we go everywhere. We talk about everything. Least, right? it, yeah. must, it must have originated in this studio. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. No, this is Keep It Real Radio, and I, I just appreciate you, we appreciate you coming on and discussing these topics, but I can't stand when people call and be one-sided. And then, then as he says, you don't, can't lump. Well, don't lump me, because if you've been listening to this radio station for forever, you'll hear that I chastise the president when I think that he's wrong or any Democrat. That's right. So it's, it's don't don't make it like that's who I am. I'm just some staunch liberal that can't see. No, I don't have blinders on. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's, um, you know, and, and this kind of parlays into the discussion that we're going to have because yeah. this is neither a Republican or Democrat issue. It's mm -hmm. really about fairness in the marketplace. And Where, I think yeah. everybody wants that. Yes. And everybody want to see how we can achieve that but as you all probably know over the last year we've seen people in the streets blocking i-94 mm -hmm. and there's been this ferocious cry for equity and yes. racial justice yep and when um people like myself and patwin and the council we hear that ferocious cry what it tells us is something's wrong with the administrative application of civil rights and equal opportunity laws and that mm -hmm. is become something that no one wants to talk about, left yep. or right. That's right. Or no one want to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, there, uh, I believe going forward that if we are going to calm the marketplace and we're going to promote a lot more self-determination, mm -hmm. fairness, mm -hmm. equity, um, all these other terms are used, diversity and inclusion, we got to get back to those basic rights. In Minnesota, is really the place that have always been a leader in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, That's true. You know, when you really think about it, you can always you can go all the way back to the formation of the state when it refused to participate in the Fugitive Slave Act, mm -hmm. and they housed uh, Dred Scott yeah. at Fort Snelling. Mm -hmm. uh, when they took Dred Scott back to Missouri to his master. Mm -hmm. This state mobilized the largest number of militia men to fight in the Civil War. Mm -hmm. Black men? No. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. White. Oh. White. The largest number. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, you um, 
had this state was the first state to form the Freedom from Discrimination Act, which was a Republican governor, yeah. mm-hmm. Lavender, who mm-hmm. actually introduced that before the conscience of the nation was even moving in that direction, mm-hmm. before Eisenhower's Civil Rights Act or mm-hmm. um, the, the, the Act of 1866, I believe it is. So, um, you know, so we've always had uh, been a forerunner in that regard, you know, Walter Mondale. Uh, uh, fair housing law led the efforts in Congress on in that regard. Hubert Humphrey, Humphrey mm-hmm. I just want to say, yeah, yeah, for the yeah, Civil yeah, Rights yeah, Act, no mm-hmm. uh, we were the first state to establish a Human Rights Act. No, really, the department really to basically mm-hmm. enforce it. Now, wow. it's it's a different story today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yes. you can't tell any of those events happened here. <laughs> yes. So you know, today um, we have actually moved away from that. We mm-hmm. have not. Uh, we've lost our place as a national leader in that regard. Uh, for example, um, our Human Rights Department has not had a net increase in funding since 1996. 1996, our Human Rights Department had 96 employees. Today, it only has 30 mm. to provide statewide enforcement of equal access and opportunity. Uh, in addition to that, there's a proposal on the table right now to cut another uh, $1.5 million from his budget. Um, we have not had a, comp- a department for the last 20 years that has been compliant with the state's affirmative action laws. Uh, mm. In addition to that, uh, contract procurement. Black business enterprises should be today receiving roughly about $300 million of $2.7 billion in contracting that happens uh, in the marketplace each year, each year, each year. Uh, but, but how much is this, fe- is this federal well, money? We got to go to a, we got to go to a commercial. No, no, so. we, we we got we got a minute. We, we got a minute. Okay. We got a minute. We got a minute for this. So is this federal monies that that that? These are all state monies. Now state keep, money. State keep state money. Now keep in mind, now African American community invests close to about one point five billion dollars annually in local and state taxes. And I and and exactly, and I heard we we own we are possessed. Two point seven trillion dollars of buying power nationally, but that doesn't. I mean, I'm just saying that's okay. the goods that black folks spend. That, that, you, but that doesn't. You mean, can't poo poo those. Did numbers. you read that study? Oh, it, it talks about that in that study. That, that's, that that's, doesn't doesn't mean anything. because that's what you're spending. Yes, that's, that's what, I'm what saying. you're spending. That's buying power. But that's all going out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, you know, ain't ain't coming in. <laughs> well, yeah. but it is, but it does contribute to the tax cost. Cost, yeah. Yes. Yes. talking about yes. taxes on what you spend yes. your money for. Yes. So that does contribute towards right. that one point five billion. Go so we got to go to break. Let's go to break. We'll be back. This black because black Democrat on Twitter's new circle in the I heard. <laughs> Welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Pat with Lawrence. Oh, watch out now. Edward, can you recognize who it is? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yep, yep. Do you know oh, who it is? Four tops. There it is. That's right. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. We got Edward McDonald, former chairperson of council on Black Minnesota. Former executive director. Former, excuse me, I'm sorry. Former executive director. I'm actually the former chairperson that's right, <laughs> right? And I, no, okay. okay that's that's why you make the more than i do um so welcome back no we were when we went to the break we were talking about that cliffhanger yes so are we getting our fair share no no not at all we, what we, are we, we, we ended up with black business should be somewhere around 300 million dollars can you imagine what that could do to um 
eradicating disparities, yes. if our back mm-hmm. business enterprises were able to just contract with the state mm-hmm. and not asking for anything special, but what mm-hmm. is required under the law, the minimum amount would be 10% of that, which is about $270 million mm. uh, that would be uh, competed for by black businesses alone. Uh, wow. That's huge. That's huge mm-hmm. in terms of building business capacity, yep. employing people in the community. That's right. It would pretty much wipe out disparities in a place like Minnesota that has 350,000 uh, African heritage people across the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more than enough willing, able, and available business enterprises to do all that contracting. Mm-hmm. So here's the numbers. In two, 2015, black businesses... Businesses owned by black people received uh, a contract for $135,000 from the state of Minnesota. Wait a minute. Out of how much? Out of $270 million, that would be a oh. minimum amount for them to be able to contract. But how much total black. for everyone? It's $2.7 billion that the state do on an annual basis in contracting. And that's how? That's not even 1%. That's, that, that's like, what is that? Even point, point 0.1%? <laughs> one, hundred and what? $135,000 contract. Now, that oh. may have gone to several different businesses, uh, but $135,000 went to several businesses. <laughs> it may have done wow. that. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. So is that similar? Oh, no, I'll let you go because I have a... Uh, yeah, no, keep no. keep going. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that was in 2015. In mm-hmm. 2017, it did increase to $1.5 million. Okay. Okay. Uh, but we don't know if that's just one contract or if that was oh, 10 contract mm-hmm. or 100. They don't report they didn't that. The da- ah, okay. They don't report okay. that. So, mm. But $1.5 million out of $2.7 billion mm. is still uh insignificant and, in and we pay in 1.5 billion dollars mm. annually in local and state taxes black businesses or black people here in the black Alice people in wow. the state of minnesota repeat that again let me be quiet how much in taxes does, does black people contribute to this state 1.5 billion dollars annually in taxes annually mm. Yeah. So, you know, so we make a significant contribution to it. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, uh, all communities do. No doubt. doubt. We're talking about black folks here, though. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, there's solutions to these things. Okay. What do you think some of those solutions would be? Well, let's get to that. We'll get that in the. This is killing me. There's a lot of good information. But But the question I just want to quickly ask, because I remember when we were going through these numbers at the council and there was that one department where they were contracting where it was like maybe less than a thousand dollars nine hundred fifteen dollars of that one hundred and something was from the department of transportation oh wow good god am i yeah yeah and you know department of transportation do you know uh multi-million dollars Mm -hmm. in fact you know uh the legislative session now which is a bonding session will put out in the marketplace close to a billion dollars worth of new spending on roads and mm-hmm. bridges and infrastructure and mm-hmm. public facilities and things of that nature. And none of that money, none of so again, black businesses aren't contracted as of yet, we don't know the stats to receive any of those but dollars, right? Well, the, there are provisions in the statute that says that there should be no disparities. 
Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and it's really about the administrative application of the laws mm-hmm. that create absolute parity and utilization of them, but that hasn't been happening, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. And there have been three major disparity studies done. Mm-hmm. One in 1999 by Mason Tillman that produced these same numbers. Mm-hmm. Another one by MGT America in 2009. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, there was one done by the Keen Independent Research Group that said mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it says you are drastically underutilizing uh, black contractors, mm-hmm. uh, even though there's more than enough willing and able contractors in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the state refuses to utilize that talent to aid and one, bring a relief to the community and all the disparities and mm-hmm. things that we talked about. Mm-hmm. As well as, um, you know, just just being fair with mm-hmm. uh, the contributions that are being made now. And then and they this, gave re- recommendations, too. So that means they're not carrying out those recommendations, because I know when these reports are done, you know, they say, well, this is how to remedy, you know, the problems that we say, found. Where's the oversight of these monies yeah. and to the to, to making well, sure that is because we had both well, even Republican and Democrat administrations absolutely during this time period to do all of these things. But like I said, this is not a Republican or Democrat issue. And quite frankly, you get equal amount of pushback when you start to expose these things. For example, mm-hmm. under Pat Wynn's leadership with the council, we had statutory duty to basically report on mm-hmm. the state's compliance with equal access and opportunity law. Okay. Yes. Was Pelinti, wrote, who, who was governor then? Dayton or uh, Dayton? Dayton. Okay. Well, I was on, Dayton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His first term? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, first and part of his second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we uh, published our report. And the pushback we got was, I laugh about it, was mm-hmm. pretty incredible. Yeah. They went as far to basically remove us from the council and mm-hmm. restructure the council yes. in a manner that violates with the separation of powers uh, in the state constitution. You got, wait a minute, okay, you got to quickly explain that to me now. So wait a minute, you and Pat mm-hmm. uh, and the board discovered the board. some yeah. disparities and then had a job to report on it and did and... You guys were removed for doing just that. Yes, that, that's correct. Yes. I mean, I'm let, that's I mean, where, well, because that's because we were exposing that they haven't been doing their job because we exposed, you know, just like these. And we talked to Governor Dayton's administration. This is Governor right? Dayton's. Yes, okay. yes. But this spills over to. Plenty. Yes, plenty okay. as well. Okay. We're talking the bureaucrats uh, at the Capitol. Period. Yes, yes. yes. But the time when Edward and I were there was under Dayton. You know his administration. You go, so Dave. you know. So well, but here's the but here's the problem. We were exposing that they're um, in action, and we were advising them on this is what we are seeing. This is what other people have seen because you've seen the articles even in the in the mainstream news about the disparities in the state. They have been advised time and time again on how to remedy these problems. They all know them, but they're not for some reason they're not taking action. And so that includes the Democrats and the Republicans as well. And, you know, and our black legislators, where are they on this? Yeah, you know, exactly. Because in order to move that legislation that essentially got rid of us, they had to use the legislative bodies that were Mm -hmm. the House and the Senate controlled by Republicans. Yes. So um, essentially, I mean, I guess the point of what I'm trying to make is here is that if we're going to quiet the ferocious cry for equity and mm. racial justice, it really does start with the state of Minnesota. Yes. State of Minnesota is the economic arm of the state. 
It does $3 billion worth of contracting in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Uh, It employs close to 50,000 people. Mm -hmm. And it grossly underutilizes people who are qualified from protected class communities. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's paramount. Mm -hmm. And when you look at their disparity studies Mm -hmm. uh, around the administrative application of affirmative action laws and all of their affirmative action reports, Mm -hmm. one of the things we discovered in our report when Mm -hmm. we examined each of the state's affirmative action plans was they uh, are required by a statute to identify the availability, utilization, and underutilization of professionals by job category based on their race and ethnicity. Right. Mm-hmm. But what the state does is they report it based on the aggregate, and they use terms like people of color. Mm-hmm. Okay. Minorities. Or, or which, which, minority. yeah. which could be anybody. Mm-hmm. And in minority, POC. that includes white women. That includes white women. White exactly. women are yes. a minority group. That's right. And I know Republicans are against things like affirmative action, but you know who the group that benefits the most from these laws? White, white women, women. Are the ones who benefit, not black people, because if you look at our status in terms of wealth, income, and everything, we are drastically behind. And why they're talking, that was not how it was meant to be. Hey, absolutely. That was not how it was meant to be. When, Len, when, when President Johnson Went enacted Howard University, it, he yes. wanted this to yep. only service uh, bl- minorities, black folks. You know, yep. he said, Descendants of slaves. Descendants of said. slaves, yes. exactly. So black folks. Yes. Right. And yes. so when you hear well, that... Well, no, because that include newly African immigrants. That's why I, well, that's why I'm specific about yeah, okay. my group. I'm a native black descendant of slaves. That's why I make that designation. Sorry, Pat. Okay. Because those laws are for us. Let me back up Pat one's point so that your audience know that he's not just shooting from the hip, okay? Under that same contracting year, so that talked about with two point seven mm-hmm. we have one billion dollars. Have- uh, white women received in twenty fifteen twenty five million dollars in contracting. And in mm-hmm. 2017, 47 million. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you see. Wait a minute. And, then, and now, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. I think that's I'm saying something's wrong with that's that. That's a great thing. No, that's great that's for women, thing. but we should be getting our No, I'm saying, but women, you didn't say it's great for women, but you said white women, though. But it's you, didn't great say, for them you didn't say it's great women. It's too. Well, you, well, women, but not there just is, a, The point a, is that there's enough for all of us. That's it's right. just that it's going to some other place. At least they're getting a fair share. They're not even yes, meeting yeah. the minimum yeah, requirements. White yes, women are yeah. not either. So Yeah. All right. No doubt. Wow. We do need a break after Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> we got more outside the break. This is Twin C- uh this is Black Republican Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk and Yaho Radio. Welcome back, Black Republican Black Democrat. I'm your co host Jamar Nelson. And I'm Pat with Lawrence. I'm not even gonna ask you. But it's uh, I uh, gotta give you a little hint though. Yeah, there it's the ten, it's the t, it's like a temporary job. The temp temptations. Okay, there yeah, you go. Man. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. We have our guest, former executive director of the Council on Black Minnesotans, Edward McDonald, mm-hmm. and we were talking because a lot of these stats that he's is really blowing my mind. That that I know you and I talk about all the time, yeah. Pat. Yeah. And we talk about so many things; it's probably become a blur. But this is blowing yeah. my mind. Yeah. So uh, let's not let's get right back into it. Seriously, yeah. uh, 651-989-5855 is the phone number. Six five one nine eight nine five eight five five is the number. Which again, uh, when uh, women. Let's uh, take a phone call here from uh, Don. Oh, Don. Hi. Hi. Uh, say, uh, I'd like to make an observation and sure. uh, tell me if you disagree. Uh, I 
just don't think that black people uh, simply don't prepare themselves for most good jobs. Now, in sports and entertainment fields, blacks do prepare themselves, and they do very well in these fields. Are you serious? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Who wants to take my this? observation. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, let's uh, let Edward, because he's the guest. Yeah, go ahead, Edward. <laughs> yeah. I beg your pardon? Yeah, we're going to let Edward. Edward's going to answer you. I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, uh, give my own situation. Sure, sure. Okay. Okay. And because we've been on this campaign for, you know, equity, fairness, inclusion, diversity, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't agree with that. But to your question, I've applied for 70 jobs with the state of Minnesota, mm-hmm. all of which I meet minimum and prefer qualifications for. Right. I'm a graduate of the University of Minnesota Duluth. Mm-hmm. I have a master's from Harvard John F. Kennedy School of Government. Mm-hmm. I'm a certified um, paralegal. I've been trained by all of the leading community development institutes in the country, and I can't get a job. Well, I'm unemployed. Okay. Can I make an observation? So about how well, and he can't play basketball because he's not that tall. <laughs> and I don't mean to talk about his weight, but he's a little. He's got a little bit of a pout, so he can't play football. So Don, what should he do? No, I, I, I'd like to make a, a, a an observation. Mm-hmm. Another yeah, one. I used to do a lot of recruiting in the electronic field for technicians. You mm-hmm. know, and we went to we'd go to all these Votech schools and uh, other uh, electronic schools, mm-hmm. and there just weren't black people uh, taking uh, courses uh, elect- courses in electronics. We would have hired them in a minute because we we we, we certainly didn't uh, discriminate. Uh, uh, there just weren't blacks available in electronics. Now I'm sure that's true also in a lot of other fields. Oh yeah. Well, well, Don, just to answer your question. And so what? What you're? Yeah. Call, th- thanks for the phone call. So what you're saying? Actually, that's a falsehood. The data does not reflect your your comment because when African Americans do go and get the education that's needed, um, they still don't make the same as their white counterparts. With a high school diploma. And there's whites who who uh, just have a high school diploma who make more, have more wealth than an African American that has a college degree. So uh, so the, the, the data is actually against what you're saying. But then also we know that there's discrimination in hiring. It's, it's true where even people send in their resumes, they have a black sounding name, they don't get callbacks. Um, and they've done studies where they've sent in similar resumes, black sounding name, white sounding name, the white sounding name, you know, gets the callbacks more so than the black Katie versus they've done Keisha, it with, and no they've done it with Latinos it. as well. Yes. Latinos have gone through this. You Jesus know, as ain't well. gonna get hired either. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and then what <laughs> you you're know? saying also in terms of STEM, so you know, in terms of electronics, well, you have to look at the education system because if most blacks live in black neighborhoods where you don't have the tax base there to help fund the schools, you have poor schools and poor education. Therefore, you don't get the appropriate math and science and technology classes that are needed to be able to have those types of jobs. So that's another reason why you don't see us in those fields but even those who are in those fields that do get those stem jobs Jurassic they're not pay. getting hired yeah. either and the data and shows that pay. and, 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 well, and let me just ask something else with don though yeah. I mean, don talked about you know um 
Uh, you mentioned the fact that I don't play sports. <laughs> I just want to mention I did have did. a pretty successful <laughs> yeah, career. Yeah, you did. When he was sports. in college. Even, okay, with, so, even with the education. My yeah. 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 So you are prepared. So I am prepared. You are prepared. <laughs> I'm more than prepared. But, but let's take us into solutions because that's because, you know, what Don was saying, that is how a lot of whites, a lot of conservatives. But I agree with him, Trey. We do need to stress. Me and you say that yes, all the time. We yes. need to st- stress trade yes. in our community because right. college is sometimes not affordable yes. or just we're not but college, you should be ready. college ready no you should be college ready that doesn't mean you go but, but I, true yeah. some of us you aren't college material exactly yeah. so but trade is important that is true but you know right now if you look at the technical colleges in uh, the metro area mm-hmm. the largest population mm-hmm. of students is students of color, of color no doubt yeah. about and african-american yes. Leaving, leading the way. Are so, African Americans are Africans? Because I see a lot of African. Well, African Americans, no, African Americans. I know yeah. for MCTC knows a lot of black folks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. MAT, uh, yeah. There's St. Paul. Okay. Uh, Technical College as well as uh, Metro State. Metro Little, State. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yes. Are yep. are well known for um, that pipeline. That's true. So we have six minutes left. Okay. Solutions. solutions. Okay. What are solutions? Well, you know, some of these solutions, people say they are radical, but. I believe with Minnesota's foundation in its history, I think it needs to lead the way with constitutionalizing the enforcement of human rights, our human rights statute. And what that does is it immunes the department um, from any human authority impeding its ability to enforce the laws. Word. Mm-hmm. And so constitutionalizing that is it. You need regional offices because today more diversity exists outside of the urban center mm-hmm. than it do in the urban center for the first time. So you find uh, more diversity in urban centers. And those communities, first-ring suburban communities, mm-hmm. ex-urban communities, are crying out for some help with mm-hmm. building the culture infrastructure mm-hmm. within those things. Yes. The other thing is that our human rights statute, I'm just going to focus on this one, I'll go to the next ones, but right now our human rights a commissioner can only enforce three of the 19 duties that are a responsibility of the commissioner. Those three duties are take complaints, investigate the complaints, and issue, um, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of order around the allegation of discrimination. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of punitive. But the other 16 is about building positive community relations and human relations. And that's nothing they have control over, right? That's where they don't get the funding. That's crazy. And that's where they don't get the funding to Mm -hmm. basically do that aspect of it is bringing people together, showing people how to implement these laws and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. The other one is affirmative action. Now, for the last 30 years or so, the state has purposefully been underutilizing well-qualified protected class individuals. And I mentioned what protected class mm. is. Yes, Those sir. are um, race and ethnic uh, folks, and that's by statute. Mm-hmm. And so uh, because of that, and it's documented, and our audits show it, mm-hmm. plus other audits that have that's been right. done since then, they, the, the state has a legally defensible avenue to make all of its vacant jobs right now and into the future available to only protect the class people until it gets to a point of parity. Mm-hmm. Now, you might say that sounds radical, but by federal law, they should be in compliance. The billions of billions of federal dollars that come in, 
when they sign off on that money, they say we will be in compliance with civil rights and equal opportunity. And we're not. And so saying. that means they're lying. That's a crime. Exactly. That's a so crime. we're not. We're not. Mm-hmm. So Minnesota's not. That's uh, there. But why do we still receive the money, the federal monies, though? Because the federal government does the honor system. Uh, Until somebody complains mm-hmm. and they investigate and find that that is true what you're complaining about in terms of their compliance, mm-hmm. they just assume, hey, you're going to, you know, honor your word and you're going to make sure that you are in compliance. Mm-hmm. But if somebody did do that and they audited and they find out that we'd be filing false claims with the federal government, which then mm-hmm. the federal government have the right to come in and sue and bring criminal mm-hmm. and civil charges against mm-hmm. the person that's in charge of and, overseeing that. Oh. And that's what needs to happen. Well, like, where are our black attorneys, <laughs> like, back during the civil rights area? That's what they need to do. They need to do a class action lawsuit. Absolutely. So that is that with that... Is that an answer? Is that something that we could do, a class action lawsuit? Well, I think and have standing. I think the first thing that people should do is on constitutionalizing uh, human rights, you should ask these folks that are going, they're looking to become the next governor, state mm-hmm. of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They want to be your legislative representative. Mm-hmm. Ask them, are you ready to take the next step with our human rights department? One, mm-hmm. fully funding it. Mm-hmm. setting up regional offices, constitutionalizing mm-hmm. this enforcement, mm-hmm. and then moving from there and say, would you be bold enough to use a defensible legal remedy and make all these jobs available to um, protect the class individuals? And also work on the contract procurement, too, because that's critical. The contract procurement uh, on that one, mm-hmm. finally, is there is a need for the state to move towards a race um, conscious contracting approach. Let's talk about that in the post. Yeah, we got a post. Yeah. Man, and, and the okay. phone lines are blowing up. Ladies and gentlemen, we, the hour goes quick. Pat and I want to thank you for joining yeah. us. Make sure you join the Post Show podcast. I'm Jabari Nelson. And I'm Pat Lawrence. Make sure you join us next week. Peace out. Bye. Bye.